Say what again? Say what again? Again? I don't dare you, motherfucker. Twas a long time ago, longer now than it seems in a place perhaps you've seen in your dreams. For the story you're about to be told began with the holiday worlds of old. Now you've probably wondered where holidays come from. If you haven't, I'd say it's time you be done. What is going on my ghost duels and non-binary fools? Welcome back to whatever, the show where we talk about whatever. My name is Cameron and today's episode, we're going to be talking about one of my favorite Halloween movies slash one of my favorite movies in general. We're going to be talking about Nightmare Before Christmas. Now, I'm sure a lot of you are fans of Nightmare Before Christmas. I know it's it's everywhere, basically, especially around the Halloween season. Uh, today, I just figured I'd dedicate an episode to it. And also, and I hope this stands up, I am will probably turn this into a part smoothcast by ending this episode with a duet I did on... Uh, Smule. <coughs> I forgot the name of the app for a second. Uh, with a duet I did on Smule of This Is Halloween, the first song you hear in the movie, and probably the most well-known, one of the most well-known Halloween songs ever. So, if you're ready, my ghost ghouls and I by an error fools, let's jump in to Nightmare Before Christmas. Alright, so before I get started, right off the bat, I apologize for any background noise you may hear. Uh, I'm obviously using a different microphone for this part, and also I'm in my porch, which, you know, I got a nice good view of my backyard and forest and everything, so that should all be good. Uh, but yeah, let's get into Number Before Christmas, shall we now? Number Before Christmas was released on October 29th of 1993, and obviously I saw this movie later in life as a kid because... I was born January of 1993, so I was just, I was not even a year old when this movie came out. It, the production companies behind it were Touchstone Pictures and Skellington Productions, which basically was an animation studio that worked closely with Henry Selleck and Tim Burton, and they're responsible for the stop motion in the movie, because that movie, the, the whole movie is stop motion, and if you know anything about stop motion animation, it takes those you know, those production companies, years to make a movie. Like, it takes maybe a month just to do one scene. And that's if you're, you know, on top of everything. Uh, it was distributed by Buena Vista Pictures Distribution, who worked a lot with Disney back in the day. Uh, it had a budget of $24 million, and total it brought in from the box office was $91.5 million. That's a lot of money. Uh, before I get into the plot, let me take a sip of my, my drink here, my White Claw, hashtag not a sponsor. And I know you're probably going to call me a basic white bitch for drinking White Claw, but hey, they're good, so shut up. <laughs> um, so here's the plot of Number Before Christmas, in case you're one of two people that haven't seen the movie. Halloween Town is a fantasy world 
filled with various monsters and supernatural beings associated with the holiday. Jack Skellington, respected by the citizens as the Pumpkin King, leads them in organizing the annual Halloween celebrations. However, Jack has grown weary of the same annual routine and wants something new. Wandering in the woods the next morning, he encounters six trees containing doors leading to other holiday-themed towns and enters the one for Christmas Town. Odd by the unfamiliar holiday, Jack returns to Halloween Town to show the residents his findings, but unaware of the idea of Christmas, they compare everything to their ideas of Halloween. However, they do relate to one Christmas Town character, its ruler, Santa Claus, or Sandy Claus, as Jack mistakenly calls him. Jack sequesters himself in his tower to study Christmas further and find a way to rationally explain it, but ultimately decides that Christmas Town deserves a break and announces that Halloween Town will take over Christmas this year. Jack assigns the citizens of Halloween Town Christmas-themed jobs, including singing carols, making presents, and building a sleigh pulled by skeletal reindeer. Sally, a beautiful ragdoll woman who secretly loves Jack, experiences a vision that their efforts will end disastrously, but Jack dismisses this, tasking mischievous trick-or-treating trio Lock, Shock, and Barrel to abduct Santa and bring him to Halloween Town. Jack tells Santa he will be handling Christmas in his place this year and orders the trio to keep Santa safe, but against his wishes, they instead deliver Santa to Oogie Boogie, a gambling boogeyman who plots to play a game with Santa's life at stake. Sally attempts to rescue Santa so he can save Jack from his potential fate, but Udi captures her as well. Jack departs to deliver his presents in the real world, but they instead frighten the populace, which forces people to lock down their homes. When word, if I can speak English directly, when word spreads about Jack's presumed wrongdoings, he is shot down by the military. I totally forgot about that in the movie. Like, it's been it's been a good while at this point. It's been quite a few months since I've actually seen the movie. I forgot he actually gets shot down by the military. Uh, anyway, continue. I lost my place now. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Okay, there we go. He is shot down by the military, causing him to crash in a cemetery. While the saddened residents of Halloween Town think he is dead, Jack has actually survived. And while he bemoans the disaster he has made of Christmas, he finds he enjoyed the experience nonetheless, reigniting his love of Halloween, but soon realizes he must act to fix his mess. Jack returns to Halloween Town and infiltrates Udi's lair, confronting and defeating him by ripping apart a thread holding his cloth form together, causing the bugs inside him to spill out, reducing him to nothing. Jack apologizes to Santa for his actions, Despite being furious at Jack for the chaos he caused and for ignoring Sally's for warnings, Santa remains certain that he can fix things and departs. As Santa replaces Jack's presents with genuine ones, the townspeople of Halloween Town celebrate Jack's survival and return. Santa then shows he has forgiven Jack by bringing a snowfall to Halloween Town, which fulfills Jack's original dream and causes the Halloween Town residents to finally realize what Christmas is really about. Afterwards, Jack and Sally meet on Spiral Hill and declare their love for each other. Aww. I absolutely love this movie. It's amazing. Uh, let's go into the voice cast, shall we, real quick, before I go any further. Uh, Chris Sarandon is actually the speaking voice of Jack Skellington, and Danny Elfman is the singing voice. Now, the reason they chose 
Chris Sarandon to be the speaking voice and Danny Elfman to be the singing voice is, well, a lot of older Disney movies do that. Like, you look at Mulan, like, the voice actor who did the voice for her is different than the woman who did the singing voice for her. And they chose Chris Sarandon to be the speaking voice because Chris Sarandon, his speaking voice matches Danny Elfman's singing voice pretty well. Uh, let's see. Danny Elfman also voices Beryl, uh, you know, Lock, Shock, and Beryl, and also the clown with the tearaway face. Uh, Catherine O'Hara plays Sally, and she also voices Shock. Uh, oh no, everything got small. That's what she said. Ha 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 ha. You ever do that thing? I don't know if any of you have a laptop, but you ever do a thing where you try to scroll down and all of a sudden it thinks, oh, you want to make everything smaller? Just for some reason, Chrome did that for me. Anyway, continuing. William Hickley is Dr. F- Dr. Finkelstein, or Finkelstein, however you want it. That's a whole Mandela effect thing I really don't want to do into, you know, like Bernstein, Bernstein, whatever. I say Finkelstein. Say it however you want. Uh, Dr. Finkelstein, who is a mad scientist and the loving but overbearing quote-unquote father of Sally. Uh, Glenn Shaddix is the mayor of Halloween Town, an enthusiastic leader who conducts town meetings. He's the one that, you know, he has like two different moods depending on which of his face, which of his faces are showing. And one of my favorite things that, you know, one of my favorite quotes from the movie now is the mayor is looking for Jack and he says he wants to discuss plans for next year's Halloween. And he starts, uh, his face switches and he starts to get worried that Jack isn't answering. And he's just like, I'm an elected official. I can't make decisions on my own. And I'm like, ain't that the goddamn truth? <laughs> uh, let's see. Ten Page is Oody Booty. Oody Booty is probably one of my favorite Disney villains of all time. Uh, Ed Ivory is Santa in this. Uh, Paul Rubens is Locke. And he had actually previously worked with Tim Burton on Pee-wee's Big Adventure and Batman Returns. Now... I know a lot of people are going to see the name, hear the name Paul Rubens, and be like, who's Paul Rubens? Like, I don't know that. Does the name Pee Wee Herman ring a bell? Because that's him. Yep, Paul Rubens is probably best well known as uh, Pee Wee Herman, which later in life, a little, like when I was a teenager and I found out Pee Wee Herman was in Nightmare Before Christmas, I was just like, what? <laughs> But, you know, if you don't know Pee Wee Herman is, you know, like, somebody would be like, oh, a bicycle. And they'd be like, ah, it's a central word of the day. Ha ha ha. Oh, I love doing that impression. Uh, last on here, we got Frank Welker as Zero. Now, as far as I remember, I think all Zero does is bark. But Frank Welker is a name I recognize. Frank Welker, he, you might know him as Fred the voice of Fred for Scooby-Doo, the cartoons. And I think he's done Scooby-Doo on those as well, but I best know him for being the original voice of Fred. He was, I think, the original from all the way back in the day, and he still voices Fred to this day. Uh, the cast also features Carrie Katz, Carmen Twilly, Randy Trinshaw, Debbie Durst, Glenn Walters, Sherwood Ball, John Morris, and Greg Proops voicing various characters. Now, out of all those, I definitely recognize the name Greg Proops because he was one of the comedians on the show 
whose line is it anyway? And if you haven't seen whose line is it anyway, I definitely recommend you see it. Definitely watch like the old ones too. I know they have a new one now that's hosted by uh, who's it? Aisha Tyler, and I think he's on there occasionally too. But I remember watching whose line back in the day with Drew Carey as the host. So yeah, definitely go see him. On- <clears throat> oh, excuse me, go see him on that. Patrick Stewart recorded narration for a prologue and epilogue. <clears throat> so they don't have the... I think originally Patrick Stewart did the narration in the opening. And he originally had a uh, ending monologue too for the movie. And I have the ending monologue right here. And it goes a little something like this. And I asked old Jack, Do you remember the night when the sky was so dark and the moon shone so bright? When a million small children pretending to sleep nearly didn't have a Christmas at all, so to speak. And would, if you could, turn that mighty clock back to that long, faithful night. Now think carefully, Jack. Would you do the whole thing all over again, knowing what you know now, knowing what you knew then? And he smiled like the old pumpkin king that I knew, then turned and asked softly of me, Would would you? you? Actually, listening to that, they gave me chills. Especially because it's like, you know, Patrick Burton is such a good fit for that. I don't know why they cut it out, but I'm sure there's a special edition somewhere where he's still in there. Um, Anything else? Oh, before I get into anything else, I'm going to go through the uh, soundtrack. I'm going to go through the soundtrack and then we'll do some trivia. Sound good? Yep. Okay. Sound good. Real quick. Before I continue the rest of this episode, uh, I asked people on my Facebook and other social medias what they thought of Never Before Christmas, and I got a couple of good responses from a couple friends of mine, so I wanted to read those off real quickly. So, my friend Tim says, You can't pick just one moment from that movie. It's a classic. The werewolf saying 364 is something you post the day after Halloween every year. The one song that gets stuck in my head during Christmas time is What's This? Now, he's referring to... I'm, I don't know if it's the werewolf. I think it's actually the mayor who says it. But he says, like, now we only have 364 more days until next Halloween. And that's actually one of my favorite moments, too. But, yeah, I agree with him. You can't really pick just one moment. Uh, my friend Sam, who is the host of Anime Summit Popca- Pop- Popcast... Anime Summit Podcast. Go check her out. They're amazing over there. Uh, she says, Sally Son is goaded. And... I couldn't agree more. Sally Song is really great. But yeah, go check us over at Anime Summit Podcast. Link will be in the description as well. But that's what people I know think of Number Before Christmas. Back to the episode. So with the soundtrack, I'm not going to list all the songs in the soundtrack. Just, some of these are just like instrumental and play like during scenes in the movie. But I will list off the ones that actually have lyrics and everything. So we got This Is Halloween, which is, you know, your intro to the thing. You know, the boys and girls of every age. And that's a song I will include at the end of this episode. Uh, Jack's Lament, where Jack sings about, you know, being tired of doing the same thing every year. You know, the... Oh, somewhere deep inside of these bones... A loneliness I've never known. There's something now there far from my home. An emptiness. 
or something like that. I've messed up the words there, but you get what I mean. And then we get the song, What's This? Which is Jack singing about, you know, him walking around Christmas Town and be like, wow, everything's magical. You know, the, what's this? What's this? There's color everywhere. What's this? There's white things in the air. What's this? I must be dreaming. Or, how does it go? Hold on. Let me put the lyrics up. What's this? What's this? There's color everywhere. What's this? There's white things in the air. What's this? I can't believe my eyes. I must be dreaming. Wake up, Jack. This isn't fair. What's this? That song. Um, next song we got is the town meeting song, which is when Jack comes back from Christmas Town and tells everyone about it. Um, it tells everyone about Christmas Town. Uh, Jack's obsession. Let's see what's in that one. Oh, <laughs> so it goes a little something like. Something's up with Jack. Something's up with Jack. Don't know if we're ever gonna get him back. He's all alone up there, locked away inside. Never says a word. Help, he hasn't died. Something's up with Jack. Something's up with Jack. And basically, it's Jack contemplating, trying to understand Christmas. And then we get the song Kidnap the Sandy Claus, which is sung by Lot, Shock, and Barrel discussing how they're going to capture Santa. And one of my favorite lines is there in there is uh, after one of them is like, oh, well, bring a cannon up to Santa's door and we'll blow him to bits. And one of them is just like, no, if we lose any pieces of him, Jack is going to beat us. <laughs> so, yeah, you got child abuse <laughs> in this song. Um, then after that, we got Making Christmas, which is sung by everybody, including Jack. Not Sally, though. Sally's like, Sally appears in this scene, but she doesn't actively sing. But Making Christmas is them singing about, you know, them trying to recreate Christmas. Because they're like, okay, well, we're going to take over Christmas this year, so let's do what we can. And obviously, being a Halloween-themed land, like, <laughs> they're not going to do Christmas the way everyone knows Christmas. Uh, then we got... Oogie Boogie's song, which is what happens after Lockshock and Barrel bring Santa to Oogie Boogie, and Oogie Boogie sings to Santa, and he's like, really? This is Santa? Like, <laughs> uh, And then we got Sally's song, which is a really good song done by Sally, because Sally's basically like, it's singing about both the fact that Jack is so obsessed with his work that he isn't willing to listen to her visions, and also kind of being like, well, I don't know if he even likes me. You know, and uh, the beginning of it goes a little bit like, I sense there's something in the wind that feels like tragedies at hand. And though I'd like to stand by him, can't shake this feeling that I have. The worst is just around the bend. And does he notice my feelings for him? And will he see how much he means to me? I think it's not to be. So that's the first verse. <laughs> And then we got Poor Jack, which is the song that Jack sings after he's shut down by the military and he's like, well, how could I have failed at Christmas? And then partway through the song, he's just like, you know what? 
I may have screwed up Christmas, but at least I did something new. At least I had fun with it. And then at the end of it, he realizes that, like, oh, maybe I gotta go, fi- I gotta go fix stuff now, which starts with saving Santa from Uji Buji. And then uh, I think it's either To the Rescue or Finale. Re- no, it's Finale Reprise. Part of that is Jack and Sally sending to each other on Spiral Hill. And then, you know, we got the closing, which is a. As kind of a version of This is Halloween and uh, what else is in this soundtrack? Now, this is kind of interesting. After end title uh, is This is Halloween by Marilyn Manson. Now, I thought that he was just on the Nightmare Revisited album, which is another great album that I will go over in a second. Uh, but that's on this album, too. And then there's four of them here that are kind of grayed out, so I'm guessing you can't listen to them anymore. Or they might be available through the original artist. Uh, there's a cover of Sally's Song by Fiona Apple, a cover of What's This by Fall Out Boy, a cover of Kidnap the Sandy Claus by She Wants Revenge, uh, and a cover of another cover of This Is Halloween by Panic at the Disco. Now, I think I've heard, I've heard bits of the Panic at the Disco version of This Is Halloween, and it's it's a pretty decent cover. It's pretty faithful to the original version of it. Uh, speaking of Nightmare Revisited, now this is so Nightmare Revisited. Basically, to sum it up, it's a rock. It's a it's a cover album of all this, a bunch of songs in Nightmare Before Christmas. Not every single song, I think, but a cover of pretty much all of them. So we got covers such as "This Is Halloween" by Marilyn Manson, "Jack's Lament" done by All American Rejects, which I will say honestly is terrible. Like he just his, his voice just does not do well with Josh Lament. Uh, but Marilyn Manson's version of This Is Halloween is actually pretty decent. Um, we got What's This by Flyleaf, which is, you know, pretty good cover too. Uh, we got Kidnap the Sandy Claws, done by Korn. Now, <laughs> I can think of now when I see Korn anywhere in my music is the guy from TikTok. He'll, like, be reacting to something normally, and then it's somebody who's making corn out of something. And then once he realizes it's corn, he's like, Oh my god, it's corn! Oh, it's funny. And I forget what song by corn that is, but it's just... Yeah, yeah. No, corn's version of Kind Out the Sandy Claws is pretty... It go, it slaps pretty hard, I will say. Uh, it's probably my favorite on this album. Or it's my second favorite, actually, because the next song after that is definitely my favorite. Uh, A cover of Making Christmas by Rise Against. Now, Rise Against has always been one of my favorite bands, and their version of Making Christmas is phenomenal. Uh, Who else is in here? We got Oogie Boogie's song, done by Rodrigo y Gabriela. Which, it's not even... There's no vocals to it at all. It's like a... It's like a kind of like a Hispanic take on Udi Budi's song. And we got Sally's song done by the woman, the myth, the legend, Amy Lee from Evanescence. My God, I would let her step on my throat. <laughs> Amy Lee is fantastic and her cover of Sally's song is amazing. Uh, the last notable thing on here is Poor Jack done by Plain White Tees, 
I haven't listened to it, or I barely listened to that one because, again, it's like the All American Rejects one. It's just not that great. <laughs> oh, God, excuse me. But yeah, definitely, definitely listen to the original soundtrack for Nightmare Before Christmas if you got a chance. But if you're not feeling the original soundtrack, definitely listen to Nightmare Revisited. Nightmare Revisited came out in 2008. So definitely give that one a listen. Uh, but with music out of the way, let's say we end this episode off with some trivia, shall we? Now, I'm just going to go down this list. I'm reading this all from IMDb. There is a lot of trivia here. so And I don't know if I'll get through all of this. Like, my God, there's a lot of trivia here. I'll try to get through as many as I can, but we'll see how that goes. So strap yourselves in. Let's get going with this. In 2001, Walt Disney Pictures began to consider producing a sequel, but rather than using stop motion, Disney wanted to use computer animation. Tim Burton convinced Disney to drop the idea. I was always very protective of Nightmare Before Christmas not to do sequels or things of that kind, Burton explained. You know, Jack visits Thanksgiving World or other kinds of things, just because I felt the movie had a purity to it and the people that like it. Tim Burton said the original poem was inspired after seeing Halloween merchandise display in a store being taken down and replaced by a Christmas display. So that would probably be around October 15th because for some reason, like the first week in October, they're like, all right, let's put all Halloween stuff. And then immediately after that, they're like, all right, time for Christmas. Like, and I'm going to go on a bit of a rant here. Stores, just all stores in general, calm down. 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 Seriously. Let's get through Halloween and Thanksgiving first before you start shoving Christmas down our throats. Like, calm yourselves a little bit. Uh, Danny Elfman found writing Nightmare's 10 songs as one of the easiest jobs I've ever had. I had a lot in common with uh, Skeleton, quote unquote. It took a group of around 100 people three years to complete this movie. For one second of film, up to 12 stop motion moves had to be made. It is stated that in the making of book that the most difficult shot to film in the entire movie is the shot in which Jack is reaching for the doorknob to Christmas land. Viewers can see the perfect surround reflection of the forest around Jack in the, in the background. Uh, Chris already covered this. Chris Sarandon was the speaking voice because he matched uh, Danny Elfman's sitting voice. Uh, yeah, Patrick Stewart did the original introduction for the movie, which could be heard on the film soundtrack. So if you listen to the the soundtrack for Nightmare Before Christmas, the opening has Patrick Stewart do a monologue. Uh, this is a cute little fact. Zero's nose is actually a tiny glowing jack-o'-lantern. According to Henry Selleck, Vincent Price was originally cast as Santa Claus. However, after the death of Price's wife, his own health began to fail and his voice performance was very frail and weak. The tracks were deemed unusable, which led much to Selleck's regret to the role being recast. The film premiered at a film festival on October 9th, only 16 days before F Price's death, and was released on a limited basis four days later. The film's first United States-wide release was October 29th, four days after Price passed away. Uh, in the scenes with the street band, especially inside Town Hall, there is a small man inside the base that is based on Danny Elfman. Uh, here's a huge one that I'm really excited to cover. There is something of a controversy over exactly who has the rights to call the story and film their own. Henry Selleck is the director and spent more time on the set and production than Tim Burton. 
However, Burton has claimed he is the owner of the story as it was all his idea. He wrote the original poem and most of the script, created the characters, served as a producer, and even wanted to direct, even wanted to direct, but was simply too busy at the time to do so. Popular culture has long accepted the film as Burton's as the film heading is Tim Burton's Nightmare Before Christmas. Burton does reinforce the fact that Seller directed the film and is often annoyed that people don't remember him for that. On the direction of the film, Selleck reflected, it's, a, it's as though Tim Burton laid the egg, and I sat on it and hatched it. He wasn't involved in a hands-on way, but his hand is in it. It was my job to make it look like a Tim Burton film, which is not so different from my own films, quote-unquote. When asked on Burton's involvement, Selleck claimed, I don't want to take anything away from Tim, but he was not in San Francisco when we made it. He came up five times over two years and spent no more than eight or ten days in total. Walt Disney Feature Animation contributed with some use of second layering traditional animation. Burton found production somewhat difficult because he was directed Batman Returns and in pre-production of Ed Wood. So that's a whole reason why Tim Burton did really have a didn't really direct Never Before Christmas either. Because at that time he was busy doing the sequel to the 1989 Batman. Uh, originally, Udi Budi was intended to be Dr. Finkelstein in disguise. Reportedly, Tim Burton was so infuriated by this idea that he literally kicked a hole into the wall. I heard like that fact and just the fact that he was just in general kind of a dick to everyone during production. Like, I know, and there's a lot of stuff out there about Tim Burton kind of being not a great person. And, you know, with the environment we're in today, I'm sure he would not, you know, it wouldn't take long for him to fall under cancel culture, which I'm not going to get into why I hate cancel culture in this episode, but it's just, I, I don't know. But yeah, there's definitely, you know, basically from what I understand, Tim Burton was kind of a dick to people during production. Oh, here's an interesting one. This film, along with the live-action slash traditionally animated hybrid film Who Framed Roger Rabbit, are the only films under the Touchstone Pictures label that are considered as official Disney movies. I keep forgetting that Who Framed Roger Rabbit is technically a Disney movie. And I think I've said this in a previous episode before, but if you haven't seen Who Framed Roger Rabbit, definitely go see that. A lot of my episodes just devolve into me going off on tangents be like, hey, go see this movie if you haven't. Um, but I think with that, there's all kinds. I'll put a link to the IMDb page for the trivia in the description so you can read it all. But yeah, there's a lot here. I could go on for like a day reading all these. But yeah, I'll put the link in the description if you want to read all these for yourself. It's definitely interesting. But I think with that, I'm going to end this episode here. Uh, at the end, of it, stay tuned after my outro for my cover of this is, uh, blah, I bit my tongue, sorry. Uh, stay tuned after this outro for my cover of This is Halloween. But with that being said, I'm going to end the episode here. Uh, I hope you guys, or if you want to give me ideas for any other episodes or you just want to say hi, uh, links will be in the link tree. Sorry, I'm having a brain fart. Uh, links will be in the link tree in the description. Also in the description, there's a voice message link. 
there's the link to support this podcast. Consider supporting what I do, you know, this crazy little thing that I do today. It definitely helps me out, and I can do this better for you guys. Uh, like I said, also in the description, there will be the link to the IMD page if you want to read all the trivia. But, with the, uh, I almost choked there. With that being said, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I love you all. You guys are the best in the world. Keep doing you. Whatever it is you're doing, you know, keep doing it. It's, it, it's a good look for you. <laughs> uh, but with that being said, I hope you guys stay hydrated. Uh, as always, I will see you guys in the next episode. Enjoy. This is Halloween. Bye-bye. of every age Would you like to see something strange? Come with us and you will see This our town of Halloween This is Halloween This is Halloween Pumpkins scream in the dead of night This is Halloween Everybody make a scene Chip, go treat to the neighbors gonna die of fright In our town Everybody scream In this town of I am the one hiding under your bed. Teeth grow sharp and eyes going red. I am the one hiding under your stairs. Fingers like snakes and spiders hide. This is Halloween, this is Halloween. Halloween, 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 Halloween. In this town we call home. Everyone hail to the pumpkin song. In this town, don't we love it now? Everybody's waiting for the next surprise. Round that corner, man, hiding in the trash can. Something's waiting now to bounce and how you'll scream. This is Halloween, red and black, slimy green. Aren't you stand? Well, that's just fine. Singing when singing toys, taking tunes and roller dice. Ride with the moon in the dead of night. Everybody scream. Everybody scream. I am the clown with the tearaway face! Here on the flash I come without a trace! I am the holy constant. I am the wind blowing through you. I am the shadow of the moon and light. Filling your dreams to the brim with fright. This is Halloween, this is Halloween. Halloween, 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 Halloween. No fun without a good stand. That's our job, but we're not mean in our town of Halloween. In this town, don't we love it now? Everyone's waiting for the next surprise. Skeleton Jack might catch you in the back and streak like a bet you make you jump out of your skin. This is Halloween, everybody scream. Won't you please make way for a very special guy? Oh man, Jack is king of the pumpkin patch. Everyone hail to the pumpkin king. Now this is Halloween. This is Halloween, 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 Halloween. In this town we call home, everyone hail to the pumpkin song. La 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 la